Hello my skin lovers, welcome to the next episode of the Dermal Journal. In this episode, I am somehow going to try and break down retinols, vitamin A, retinoids, so you have a better understanding of what is what, how to use it and who should use it, what skins should be using retinol, who shouldn't be using it, so on and so forth. So this is pretty complex. I want you to strap in, put your science caps on and get ready to learn some shit about vitamin A. First things first, there are two types of ranges out on the market. So you have your prescription range, which you can only get from a dermatologist or a GP. Usually the GP will take you to a dermatologist. And then you've got your over-the-counter. That's it. Two forms. Prescription, over-the-counter. So the difference is prescriptions are retinoids. Over-the-counter are retinols. So most of you will only ever have to worry about retinols. You'll only need a retinoid if it needs to be prescribed to you. Okay, so retinoids. So they're a group of vitamin A derivatives. So these are actually proven and there's been studies after studies done with retinoids that they can unclog pores, they can help stimulate collagen production, they can also improve collagen density in the skin. So the active ingredient, which is the retinoid, it does also help to repair photoaging. It does help a lot with acne. So how retinoids work on the skin is your body can only accept retinoic acids. So the retinoids, the vitamin A derivatives have to convert into retinoic acid before your body will actually accept it. So your, your cell membranes will actually identify it and go, oh yeah, okay, cool, I'll use that. So what retinoic acid actually does in the skin, it binds to retinoic acid receptors, which they're found on the outermost layer of your cell membrane. So you have these little cells walking, you know, soon around. And if they need a retinoic acid receptor, they will find one that is in the body and they will take it. So that way they're complete and they can go and do their work. Okay. I don't want to go too scientific on you. With acne. So with acne, what happens is when you use vitamin A, it will penetrate into the sebaceous gland. And it helps to reduce semen production. And how it does is it actually binds to the sebocyte receptors. So that's how it works. And it helps to calm inflammatory and keep the P. acne's bacteria in check. That's how it's used to treat acne topically. On the market, well not on the market, but what is prescribed at the moment, there's usually three three prescription strength retinoids on the market you have tretinoin which is your retin a well they're all forms of I'm not, i won't go into the different ones 
because this is not as important as retinol. You have tretinoin, you have tazarotene and adapalene. So tazarotene is actually the strongest, then your tretinoin, then your adapalene. So adapalene is what they would regard as the most gentlest on the skin being a prescription retinoid. Now, retinoids are obviously the prescription and that's why with these formulas, they do deliver the best results. But being such a high strength, continual use of these will actually start going backwards with your skin. So you can fix the problem, but some people kind of get a little bit addicted to topical prescribed retinoids. And what actually happens is you'll end up with irritation, redness, peeling, fragile skin. So it, it can actually go into the reverse. Really, it's like any drug, you know, you get addicted to it and things go south real quick. Okay, that's just a little bit about retinoids because I don't want to go too much into retinoids because they are a prescription range. They are only to be used for a short period of time because of their strength and overuse and abusing a topical retinoid will actually create more skin conditions for you. So just remember, retinoids are prescribed. They're prescribed from the doctor. You can't buy them off the shelf. And then we have retinols, retinols. So this is the most popular version of vitamin A. Um, these are in all of your over-the-counter products. So what you need to remember is retinol is not retinoic acid. So remembering that only our body will accept retinoic acid. If you heard that click, that was my elbow. That sounded so gross when I listened back. But anyway, I was going to leave it there so you could all just imagine my elbow clicking while I was talking. Now, when I'm talking about retinol, there are different types of, we call them esters, but derivatives. So there are different types of derivatives of vitamin A. So they're often described as retinol. Then you've got things like retinol acetate, retinol linolate, retinol palmitate, retinol propanate. So it's important to remember that all vitamin A derivatives have to convert to retinoic acid for it to be useful in your body. So that you have all of these different derivatives, there's actually a conversion. So these derivatives have to convert into retinoic acid and some of them are a two-step, three-step. So the more steps that in the conversion, the less effective it's going to be on the skin. So I'm not going to confuse you. I'm just going to give you a couple Okay, so things like retinol palmitate, that has a three-step process. So it actually will go retinol palmitate, retinol, then it'll go to like retinaldehyde and then into retinoic acid. So really it's a four-step, but it's got to go through three steps before it even hits retinoic acid. And then retinol, actual retinol, that has two steps. So that literally goes from retinol to retinaldehyde and then straight into retinoic acid. So that's going to be far more effective on the skin. So in short, when you are looking for products, you want to make sure it says retinol, not 
any other ones like you know retinol acetate retinol linolate retinol palmitate retinol propionate i don't expect you to remember them all you need to remember is retinol retinol that's it nothing else but retinol another thing that you need to be aware of is the stability so vitamin a all vitamin a derivatives they really degrade so quickly if they're exposed to air and sunlight now obviously in the older days that would have spoiled product quite quickly but you know technology is always advancing with technology now they have actually given us things like and i'm sure you would have read this encapsulated versions of retinol so they these don't degrade as quickly so they stay potent for longer which is definitely what you want to see but always any kind of retinol products as you would have you know if you've bought some or you've spoken to someone we always say for you to use them over night time so they do need to be stored away from sunlight and only used over night time i want to go into concentration levels because obviously that's a big thing you know out in the market there are so many and they've always got their concentration levels or the percentages or whatever it is on there which is confusing for you guys because you have no idea what the hell you're looking at obviously higher concentrations are going to result basically a high concentration is a high conversion into retinoic acid but with that can also come the increased risk of irritation into the skin so that usually is with your high you know your prescription strength retinate or your retinoids so with the higher strength retinols on the market you really need to be careful because there will be places that boast about you know two and three and whatever percent it is if they have a retinol of that percentage on the market i am so sorry to inform this to you but it is not going to be strong that's that's the bottom line because that is far too aggressive on the skin and you would be so irritated so you have to think that prescription strength from the doctor they are at a high percentage when it comes to you as a consumer using it the percentage that you would go to maximum maximum and that's all over a long period of time is probably a one percent you would start at a 0.2 percent and then you would gradually i'm talking gradually over time you would graduate to the 0.5 and then when your skin is ready you would go up to a one that's over i'm talking a very 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 long period of time because people seem to think that they need the strongest retinol to get the best results nope no that is the biggest mistake people are making because what people don't know is retinol is designed to help treat inflammation acne skins so impaired skins so it actually is a skin strengthener a skin rebuilder so if you don't have specific conditions and you're just using it because you saw it on fucking tiktok or instagram or some bullshit you don't have 
a specific condition and then you're using a high strength all you're doing is rebuilding tissue you're probably causing irritation to your skin and what's going to happen when you're using that retinol for years and years and years you're going to end up in about 10 15 years you're going to have this thick waxy leathery foul skin and that's what people don't know about vitamin a now don't get me wrong vitamin a is an amazing ingredient it is brilliant for the skin but it is an ingredient that needs to be respected when you use and abuse this it can actually backfire on you big time so who should be using vitamin a right that's the age-old question when do i want to be using vitamin a people that have acne and aging now aging now i'm not talking aging at 20 years old because all you girls out there that think you're aging at fucking 20 pull your head in you're not aging and it's not going to help with premature aging what helps with premature aging girls is sunscreen yep sunscreen vitamin a is not going to do it sunscreen is going to do it vitamin a is something that's introduced later on when your collagen elastin is starting to slow down 30s plus vitamin a's are good aging issues not when you're friggin 21 oh my god that does my head in they're the people that are going to get the full benefit of retinoic acid right but also if they can tolerate on their skins as well. Another point that I need to throw at you guys is everybody is different. Everybody internally is different. So some people can actually break down and get the conversions from retinol to retinoic acid a lot faster than other people. So you might be using it for, I don't know, a little bit and you're like, oh, I can't see anything. With these kind of products, you won't see anything for about four weeks you got to give it time because your body, it might just not convert it fast enough. So don't be haphazard with it and use it for five minutes and be like, oh, that doesn't work for me. You need to give this time. It is hard when you're out there looking because you're going to try and find a product that's going to work. Over-the-counter retinols are not going to be strong because, like I said, this is a very active product and they can't, you know, well, they shouldn't. I know some places do, but, you know, giving a product over-the-counter with that risk of irritation and adverse reactions to the skin. So when you're out shopping for retinols, whatever it may be that you're doing, I want you to remember a few things, all right? So get a pen and paper and write this down. When you're looking on the back, when you're reading the ingredients list, look for things like this, encapsulated version of retinol, which means that it is going to be sustained longer and work for a longer period of time. It's not going to spoil after you use half a tube. And it contains an effective concentration. So when you first start you should only be using a 0.2 percent and should only be using it every third day for about the first two weeks and then you gradually go to every second day for two weeks and then you would probably start every day and you'd stay on that for a while then you would graduate into a 0.5 percent don't go straight for the one percent because all you're going to do is irritate it and you're going to hate it 
please don't be stupid and do that. Another big thing that you need to be looking at is making sure that it does not contain retinol palmitate because that is going to do nothing. Like I said, it's going to be a small concentration. And remember, the conversion rate is too far. So by the time it converts to retinoic acid, it's going to do jack shit to the skin. And all the other ones, like all the other esters that I told you about earlier, it has to be retinol. That's it. Not retinol something, not retinol something, palmitate, propanate, retinol. Okay. And then other things that can irritate your skin. So it's already a highly active ingredient that can induce some form of irritation. So looking for things, some people have allergies to certain parabens. Parabens are there to keep the shelf life of the product stable. It keeps it to stabilize. It keeps it stable. Uh, sodium benzenate. Do you know some people can have an irritation to an astringent they really shouldn't be in there but some products will put them in there and the reason why people put these ingredients in with the vitamin a is to give that effect that irritation so it falsifies that it's actually working because the retinol percentage itself is probably so low that it's not the retinol that's causing that it's the other irritant ingredients that are causing that for you Another one, another big stabilizer out there, which a lot of people get irritated skin from. Now, bear with me. It's a hard one. Phenoxethanol. Right? Phenoxethanol. I am probably saying that wrong. I think it's phenoxyethanol. Anyway. I'll put it up on the, um, what do you call it? Instagram. So that way you can have a look and see. They're probably the ones that are going to irritate your skin over the actual concentration level of the product. So just a few things, making sure it's encapsulated, the effective concentration. You should always only start at a 0.2. 0.2 on a skin, Okay. And you don't, not everybody needs a retinol. I know it's out there and everyone's like, you need a retinol. Oh, retinol, vitamin C, hyaluronic acid. It's like the three things out there. Really, you have no fucking idea what it's doing. People have no idea. People get so confused when it comes to retinol because out in the market, when I'm doing my research, there is so much out there. And some of it's good and some of it's really bad. Now, I know a lot of people have got mixed opinions on certain ranges out there you just need to make sure you're looking for the right ingredients it has to be retinol and not one of the derivatives okay and in as less products as possible as ingredients as possible so i do like a gel i'm not I don't really like a cream because they've got to put so much in. So I do like a gel. It does penetrate faster. They're my little um, tips, I guess. You know, and the thing with retinol is it has to be used at night. You have to wear an SPF during the day because the sunlight affects it. 
So you have to be, if you're not a person that doesn't like to wear SPF, don't, don't do, don't do retinol. There's no point. You have to pair them together. And, you know, it is such a strong product that in your skincare regime, you need to make sure that you are not using other astringents on your skin, you know, like benzoyl peroxide, really quite aggressive astringents on the skin, a basic skincare and you want to add in a vitamin A, sweet. But you have to remember that where it comes from and how strong it is and what it's doing to the skin that you don't need all the other things. Vitamin A is brilliant on its own. A vitamin A eye cream is like chef's kiss. If you can get your hands on a vitamin A eye cream, I would definitely do it because obviously as we get older, the biggest part of aging is around our eyes. So a vitamin A eye cream is, it's, it's, a, it's definitely up there on my, on my list. Fun fact before I finish, the reason why retinoids need to be prescribed is because they are so strong that they are classed as teratogenic. Oh my god, I stepped these words seriously. Teratogenic. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you. It actually means that it can well, the, the ingredient is actually able to disturb and disrupt the growth and development of fetuses and embryos. So obviously you're not going to use it when you're pregnant, but that just goes to show you how strong it is. That's why it has to be prescribed by a doctor. And people that use and abuse that, prolonged use of it is not recommended and I say that because I know for a fact that people can just go straight back to the dermatologist and they'll just keep re-giving it to you as, as well as, you know, antibiotics that they'll throw at you as well. All right, recap. Retinoids. Don't need to worry about them because they're a prescription. Retinols. Retinols out there have derivatives. Remember, when you are shopping, retinol only. No other de de derivatives. Okay, so as long as it says just retinol on its own and doesn't have a retinol something, it's got a retinol something, then that conversion rate is no good. Look for encapsulated. Hopefully that is going to help you. I'll put a little post up on my Instagram page so that way you can actually, that's the Dermal Journal Instagram page, not my personal business page. So you can have a look and hopefully that will give you guys a bit of an understanding. Always start at 0.2. Start at the lowest end and work your way up. Slowly does it. That way your skin can build up that tolerance. You're not going to get what we call a retinoid reaction. You're not going to have those adverse reactions that you can get using a stronger concentration. Start low build up very slowly i really hope that you guys can understand that i try to keep it as i don't know i mean my pronunciation of these words ain't great either so don't worry about that but hopefully you've understood that i haven't confused you
And uh, if you want advice on which vitamin A's, just send me a message. I'm happy to tell you. Well, I hope you enjoy this and I'll uh, speak to you soon. Bye.